Hey guys, I want to introduce you to John Hiley. He's a good friend of mine. He's the creator of the largest online education platform in the automotive industry. He's a leader of the Marketing Savage movement. John's mission in life is to help over a million business owners break the shackles of conformity. He's number one selling author on Amazon and is a top contributor of several podcasts. Through coaching, he has helped mentor over 10,000 clients who now represent what it looks like to win. John is definitely a winner. He's also the marketing savage. He's a full-time entrepreneur who owns about six companies, all the while being a loving husband, a proud dad, and recently he founded the Church of the Savage in Texas. Let's welcome John Hiley. Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. All right, so uh, we are privileged again to have John Hiley on The Greg McAfee Show today. And uh, John, uh, we've been good friends for quite a while when you lived here in Dayton. And you can uh, share a little bit about yourself here in a minute and where you're living now and all that kind of stuff. But I think uh, for the the title of this is called The Spirit of Business. Um, I could have almost put his spirit of business um, in this title, but the spirit of business. And uh, John, can you share with uh, our podcast members and uh, audience about uh, your journey uh, really um, a little bit about business, but more about becoming a Christian and just what led you to that decision. Yeah. So interesting enough, Greg, and I, I appreciate the, uh, the warm welcome here. And uh, I have been looking forward to this awesome podcast. Love it. And uh, happy to be here. So um, if we go back to my journey of how I became a Christian, uh, it started out years ago. I actually was in jail being ministered as a, as a youngster uh, to a, from a jail ministry. And this uh, gentleman, uh, his name was Watts. He actually would come at, to my house after I got out of jail. And I mean, this was back when I was like 18, 19 years old. And he would take me to a little Baptist church in, in Piqua, Ohio. I believe it was called Piqua First Baptist. And, um, and going there, uh, I started going there regularly. And at some point, uh, I opened up my own automotive business and I had not yet given myself to Jesus Christ. And... I was actually at a gentleman's house um, in Piqua again, and I was working on one of his cars. And he came out and he just asked me, he was like the first person to ever just looked at me in the face and said, hey, have you given your life to Jesus? And I really didn't know what to say. And at the time, I believe I just mumbled a bunch of stuff. And he literally looked at me and said, I think you just need to grow up and, and you need to give your life over to Jesus. And I said, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, I have a Bible from my grandmother, which I still have. And I said to him that I had been, you know, looking at it and reading through it. And he looked at me and he said, like, he just acted like really surprised. And he said, man, he said, God is called, if God is, if you are looking through that Bible and you are reading through it, that that means God is calling you. He is knocking on your door. And if you do not answer that, I mean, he's, he just acted like it was such a shame if I didn't answer that. Right. And it was probably about uh, 30 days. He actually gave me the book of John, a copy of the book of John. 
And then he guided me to read Acts right after that. So I, I read the book of John and I read Acts. And I still remember living in this little tiny, uh, it was like, I was, I was paying $355 a month for this little tiny apartment um, in not so great location of town. Right. And I had just started my business and the business was ran out of this little 700 square foot apartment. And I still remember to this day, leaning over the couch and reading the book of John and then just li literally being hooked. And then I went on to read the book of Acts. And it was about that time that I asked the pastor of the church to uh, include me in the next back baptism ceremony. And then I was baptized. Uh, and, you know, this is uh, at a point where, you know, I didn't really know a lot about what that meant. And I believe at that time I was more concerned about, you know, going to hell than I was, you know, um, living a life with Jesus. So it wasn't until years later that I started to realize the relationship aspect of it and uh, and developed. So where, where I am today in this journey, I've actually just recently got my degree in biblical theology. And I am 43 years old, actually just turned 43. And uh, over the last two years, uh, in fact, over the last four years, I've been so deep into the word of God that I decided to get my degree. And I've done that on top of having a, um, a very decent sized business that we built down here. And now I live in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. And I just got up early every day. And uh, I'm known to get up at 2 a.m. Sometimes, uh, most of the time around 3 a.m. And I spend a few hours with God. And during that time, I was able to study enough and do enough um, educational training that I was able to in Dalton, Georgia, about a month and a half ago, I walked on stage and received my diploma um, uh, from uh, Warrior Note School of Ministry, uh, Dr. Kevin Zadai. That's awesome. I mean, that's, uh, well, it's a calling, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute, but um, uh, tell us a little bit about, and it's good that the uh, that, that person who witnessed to you originally told you to read out of the book of John, because that's supposed to be the, if you're, if you're listening to this, watching this and you are, you feel led to read your Bible. If God's leading you to read your Bible, the book of John is the easiest to understand. And the first book you should read. Um, so I'm glad he did that for you because if you start in Genesis, you know, I'm sure God can talk through you in Genesis, but it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to understand. So the book of John is the great book to start. But tell us, uh, John, about um, as you become more serious um, with knowing Jesus and your relationship with Jesus, as you became more serious, how did that affect your, number one, your relationship, your family, your life, your your wife, your your son, and your business? Yeah, so it's been incredibly powerful, uh, you know, in fact, and that's one of the reasons why I, uh, my ministry is called Kingdom Power Life is because, uh, you know, as it says in the Bible, that if you seek the kingdom of God first, all things will be added. And to me, that means a lot of different things. In fact, I mean, uh, like scripture is so deep that it can actually, uh, I believe that you could have revelations, like you could read one scripture today. And it could mean so many different things to your life. And it can be implied so many things to your life, right? So one of the first things that that, that means to me is that, number one, a king kingdom is the king's dominion, right? And to be a king or to be the king of our dominion down here, you got to submit to the king above all kings. 
And you've got to begin representing him as he represents the father in heaven, us fathers, because I'm a father and, and, and I'm a husband. We need to represent what he looks like inside of our household. Mm. Now, how do we do that? We do that through his word, through walking and learning and experiencing his word and showing up as individuals that that are re renewing our minds, our discernment by this word, right? And a beautiful thing happened, Greg. I know you you might have you might have known this, you might have not, but uh, me and my wife uh, we do what's called couple planning every year. So we actually just got back last night from Zion National Park in, in Saint George, or outside of Saint George, Utah. Wow! And we've done our couple planning there several times, right? And We've got 11 categories that we actually plan in for the next year. And the very first one of the 11 categories are our relationship goals. You know, how do we relationally become better? And it was very interesting this year that we sat there for five minutes looking at each other and could not think of a thing to say in that relationship goal area. Because we, and we, we, we started laughing. We said, we're really content. Like we, like we love our life together and it was not like that years ago, you know? And so th that alone is a testament of when God, you allow God's word to begin to permeate your heart and it's going to take time. It's um, just like Jesus said in the parable of the sower, you know, that, that, that I, I actually call that the parable of the soils because the soils is actually the condition of the heart. And the, the seed is the word of God. So depending on the condition of your heart is going to depend on how that seed can actually grab and gain root and produce fruit in your life. Now that's going to take time. That's going to take renewal. That's going to take um, you literally um, bringing the word of God into your life and begin making decisions based on that, not your emotions. You know, um, we all have emotions but you begin making decisions. One of the things you're, you're going to think this is funny, Greg. So, you know, there's times when we, we're all going to get in arguments with our significant other. There's going to be times when we get into disagreements. There's going to be times when we get, a, you know, annoyed by each other, my wife, especially with me. You know? And there's going to be these times. But I found the most interesting way to do this. You know, I mean, if, if, and many of you men may be able to relate with this. And this is something you're going to be able to use. It's going to be able to put this in your toolbox, right? Uh, because... You, you'll start to get into to a little argument and, you know, some feelings are getting hurt and you're starting to go on your emotions. And the moment that you realize that you went down that wrong path, you literally just look at your wife and slap your hand on the counter and say, I don't like the way I'm acting right now. <laughs> right. I am telling you that that will stop uh, the wife dead in the tracks. And she'll say, well, I don't like the way you're acting either. Well, I'll be like, well, then we agree <laughs> because I don't like the way I'm acting right now. Right. And, if there has ever been, um, there's never been anything that I've found that, that stops an argument, that stops going down from the wrong direction. We know when it's wrong. And you can, if you can pick that up and you can literally say, I don't like the way I'm acting right now. Mm -hmm. And that I, I'm telling you guys, this is like a secret, a superpower and, and everything, <laughs> you know, beyond that. Um, but these are things that I learned from God coming into my life and, and really responding to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's always trying to save you. The Holy Spirit is always trying to tell you this is wrong. The situation needs to change. Uh, you could be, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is actually trying to convict you of righteousness. 
And because when you have received the Holy Spirit, you literally have a piece of Jesus's spirit inside of you. This right. is the reason why he breathed on the um, the disciples before he had departed and let them know that the Holy Spirit was coming. He breathed into them as God breathed spirit into us. He was literally displaying that his spirit was going to come back and, and be inside of us. Mm-hmm. And so when you realize that, to get a clear understanding of what that spirit's saying to you, the best way to do this, the, 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 so you don't risk just going on the way you feel about things, right. is to read the Bible. Because if you can align it with the word of God, then it's true. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then it's not. And I mean, Greg, this carries all the way into your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, this goes all the way into your business. Like one of the most powerful things in business that I've came to realize is that everything is a gift. And what I mean by that is, is that you get audited by the IRS. It's going to be, you have to look at it as a gift. All right. And I know it sounds terrible, but if you look at it as a gift, you will get the intended lesson that God wanted you to get by going through a situation and you won't look at the situation. What the devil tries to do is he tries to get in between us and God. So we focus on the problem rather than why God is trying to lead us through this time and this season. Mm-hmm. An example of that, uh, Greg, I look back and I see some of the things that happened to us in the past, like um, getting taken out of money, by, like big time, like like really almost getting, you know, the, you know, the things that you go through in business, right? We all go through something like that. And I look back and say, that was such a learning lesson that made me so resilient And that situation put me in a position where I had to become the best version of myself. And I actually, instead of going through it, I grew through that situation. Yeah. It's the best thing that could have happened to you. It's the best thing that could have happened. It might not have felt like it. And that's why sometimes our our feelings will deceive us. Yeah. Our spirit is going to lead us to always keep our eye on God and to always keep our eye on where we're going because technically – uh, technically and truthfully, if you really look at the where we're at, because I'm assuming that a lot of folks that have, are listening to this podcast already given their life to Jesus Christ. Now, if you've done that, you have won. Like you have, you have won the ultimate. The pe- people, Greg, people ask me. They say, "Well, you know, like what's God? I don't know what God's will is for my life." Well, number one, give your life to Jesus. That that is God's will for your life. Right. That is the next step. Get to know Jesus. Right. That's God's will for your life. Like God, God is going to be less concerned that Greg McAfee was in heating and air than he than he than he gave his life to Jesus Christ. Like that's what God sees when He sees us, right? So as entrepreneurs, we got this thing, Greg. It's called the gap in the game, and right. a lot of us tend to focus on the gap of where we think we should be, rather than how far we've came along, right? Right. So. The problem with this is if you're gap thinking all the time and you're in scarcity, you just think that you should be bigger than you currently are or things should be going faster than they currently are. Right. And you're looking at, you know, in the days of Instagram and Facebook where everybody's showing their highlight reels, you, you, you know, you're looking at other people as if they're living this life that you don't have. Right. When you can actually focus on not only the gain, like how much have you gained in the last five years? How much knowledge have you gained in the last five years? But let's go above and beyond the gap of where people are in business or where you are in business and just look at Jesus at the very top. 
meaning that we have already accomplished what we set out to accomplish here. And then we can, just by that alone, can start learning the word of God, bringing the kingdom of heaven down right here upon earth as in, okay, the, what is the kingdom of heaven on earth? Well, that's the Bible because it is the thing that we have that has been given from the spirit realm, the word of God, and given to us. So you start taking that and you start living that. Look, salvation is free, but to start living an amazing life down here, you could start walking it out by walking with the kingdom in your heart right now and who you become inside here because you want to take them virtues into the into heaven. Them are the treasures of heaven. Jesus said, treasures of heaven are not the things that you can see here on earth. They're not right. the cars, they're not the house, all of that. It's who you become on the pursuit. And these are typically the cardinal, vir you can look into cardinal virtues and, and many other things in your heart, but also the children that you bring with you. Like, like which, of, which of God's children can you bring with you? Because them are going to be treasures in heaven as well. You'll be with them for eternity. Amen. Well, let's, let's go back one step on the, um, I don't like how I'm acting, right? Uh, you couldn't do yep. that. And you couldn't do that five, 10 years ago, whatever that was, because your selfish pride got in the way. The last thing we want to do, especially as men, is say we're wrong. So, especially to our wives. So now you're telling your wife, you're throwing a white flag. I, you know what? I'm acting wrong. What can you say to that? Right? That's, <laughs> there's no pride in that. You've you've dropped your pride. You've you've dropped you know, you've dropped the mic per se. You've um, you say I'm I'm acting wrong. And what does that do for her? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it actually changes the way she acts too around me. You know, when she knows that I'll turn around, that I'll stop, that I won't go down these, you know, uh, anger, like, you know, how things get, get bad and, and she will tend to reciprocate. Right. And she'll tend to little by little, we just end up growing together. It's like, I left my ego behind. She can leave her ego behind and we can just be open and honest and humble enough to, uh, speak about our, feelings. And it, and honestly, it actually brings us in such a way where we can begin to talk about the way that we feel, you know, to each other and begin to understand, you know, how we can become better and, and heal ourselves and become closer together as God intended. I mean, God, it, you know, one of the things that we've got to realize that when God, man and woman come together, we come together as one. So right. if we're continuously hurting that other one, we are hurting ourselves. It's a self-inflicted, you know, um, deal. The second thing you got to realize, there's nobody that's going to point out your blind spots like your wife. Okay. She's the so she's the, she's the one that's going to call you out and tell you. And here's, here's, here's what I, I really want the men out here to hear this and, and the women too, to understand this. If you've got a problem at home, it's very likely that same exact problem with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so what does that say? We should, we should really like try to understand, you know, if you're, if you're messy at home, there's a, you're probably messy out in the rest of the world. If you're unorganized at home, you're probably unorganized. And that I will guarantee you that the problems you're having at home are the same exact problems that are happening to you in business with other people. These are the same conflicts that you're dealing with. 
And what does that, what does that tell you? That your significant other, we were meant to like sharpen each other and make each other better. Well, to do that, you've got to humble yourself and open yourself up to criticism, to constructive criticism. And this is a person that can see your blind spots. It's like if I got up right here, Greg, I turned around and go get something behind me and you've seen a roll of toilet paper hanging out of my pants. You know, I didn't see that roll of toilet paper hanging out of my pants. And, and I probably walked past uh, 30 people in my office over here that never said anything to me because they didn't, they didn't want to kind of confrontation or confront me or tell me, right? But you told me. So, you know, and then my wife surely would tell me, right? right? And so, but I wouldn't have known that unless, unless I would have been able to take some uh, and lower my ego and be humble and just be willing to allow the wife to do what she's going to do best. And that is to sharpen us and make us better. But man, hear me when I say this, it's your responsibility as well. The, re the reason why we do couple goals, Greg, is because I want to know what her goals are because her goals are totally different than mine. Most wife's goals, uh, mm -hmm. but mine anyhow, is around family and around going on trips together and experiences and all that kind of stuff, right? Most of my goals revolve around business and growing and all these kind of things, right? Right. But we have to know that because if I support her on achieving her goals, she's going to support me on achieving my goals. Mm -hmm. And now we're working together. Yeah. And another thing, men, and, and, and hear me when I tell this, because if you're watching Greg McAfee's podcast, listen to Greg McAfee's podcast, you're, you want to be big in business. You want to do something big time. And if you do not explain this to your wife, what your goals are in business, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get up after dinner and you're going to go to work. Because that's what, what what you do when you want to grow a big business, right? And your wife is going to think that you just don't want to be around her. Now, if she knew that your goal was to double your business and she was on board with that, she would be cheering you on. My wife does that. She goes, oh, no, go get up after dinner. If you got to go, you got to go do something, go do it. Like she is cheering me on right. to do these things because she knows. But if she didn't know and I didn't communicate that with her, then she might think that I just don't, I don't like her. That's why I wanted to leave and go to my office. Hey, it was a privilege to have John Hiley on the Greg McAfee show. Be sure to watch part two on this podcast next week. You won't be disappointed. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening. I'll try to do my best to keep challenging you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show. No spaces, no underscores. Thanks for listening. And as always, carry on. God bless. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so make it the best day ever. Have a great day.